The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benson. I'm your host. This is the Monday Night Football Recap. Uh, I guess it's, it is Monday. A few more minutes, November 29th. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/Pick Six, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and you have about 11 minutes to take advantage of our Black Friday say or Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. There's a QR code right by Ryan Wilson's beautiful bald head and you can scan it with your phone it'll take you right there and you can purchase pick six gear 25 percent off go do it now look at the hoodie john breach is wearing it is incredibly comfortable so comfortable yes if it wasn't white i would sleep in it but i'd sweat through it so i can't sleep in it oh i thought you just had like a Pick six decal on because you're pretty pasty. I didn't know you. I didn't think you had a shirt on. Oh, you thought I was naked? Pick six podcast. Yeah. You guys actually shop on a on Black or Cyber Monday? <sighs> if I told you yeah. how much money my wife spent on Cyber Monday, you wouldn't even believe it. What did she get? Oh my god! I don't know what to talk about. Buy. I get her so upset. Uh, what do you like? No, she didn't buy the Christmas card. She never does it. She always forgets to do it. On Every Monday. single present we had to buy for someone got bought today. Good for oh, you. That's good. Yeah, I'm terrible at buying presents. She sends I, me a I, list. She is she's she's very on the ball when it comes to getting Christmas shopping done. Oh, she lets you know all the Black Friday she, deals you make. She'll let me know on Friday morning, so that way if they show up on Friday, Black Friday, or Cyber Monday, we can snag them so they'll be cheap. So I, I will say that um, it's not a bad idea to go too after you get done purchasing your Pick Six podcast stuff. You can get like these uh, Amazon Fire Sticks for like twenty bucks. Nice to have, you know. Wait, what? So I'm playing the uh, what's the last thing I got on Amazon? My wife ordered a, an inflatable lounge air sofa hammock for the water. We don't have a pool. What are we doing? Do you have maybe a bathtub? It's for, for her secret family. You set, you okay, set up the chair around a bathtub. As long as it's not more junk in my house, I'm okay with it going to the secret family. As long as they don't come over, I have no issue with that. <laughs> Tell my secret family not to come over. Yeah, they can have all the all the send all the crap over there. All right. All the inflatable chairs go to Ryan's secret family. I mean, what are we doing with that thing? All right. I can't wait. To, you need to record the conversation when you ask her about it. <laughs> Anywho, 17-15, Washington takes down Seattle. Seahawks fall to 3-8. and eight. Washington now 5-6 and six back in the playoff mix with multiple divisional games coming up. Um, the NFC East has an appearance that could get pretty spicy down the stretch here. 
And Mike McCarthy apparently kind of sweating his job. Maybe we can get into that a little bit. Oh, I, didn't I thought Taylor that. Heineke was really good in this game. Yep. Considering how early he was pressured. Oh, uh, also, hit the like button. We're going to give away a Brinson Sucks hat if we get to a certain number. So smash the like button. Brinson Sucks hat. Don't even have to buy it. Uh, so the WFTs just absolutely took the air out of the ball and pounded the football down Seattle's throat. Antonio Gibson, 29 carries, 111 yards. That is ridiculous. Uh, Taylor Heineke actually didn't run a whole lot. Gibson also caught seven plays for 35 yards. We thought he was gonna thought he was gonna run some. We had that overprop as part of our um as part of our our, our podcast uh preview. What was the over? Eight, 19, 18 and a half. He had, he was gonna get there and then he actually uh he got uh there was a holding call. Tyler Lockett paved the way for the Seahawks with three catches for 96 yards, all of them in the first half. I heard. Wilson, 20 of 31, 247 yards and two touchdowns. That stat line really, frankly, belies how he played. He was not. If you take off the final drive where he led the touchdown drive on the Freddie Swain 32-yard touchdown with no one covering him, then he it, he looked a lot more like Geno Smith than he did Russell Wilson. It was a little surprising they didn't go to Geno Smith, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's a half dozen of one. I guess Russell was just wasn't accurate. His finger, his his hand, his he's clearly not there. It's three straight weeks where he hasn't been accurate. He's been erratic. The ball isn't going where he wants it. I don't even know how he completed that touchdown to Freddie Swain. That was more impressive based on how he played earlier in the game when it looked like there's a chance he could complete a throw like that. I mean, it was he just hasn't been good the past three weeks. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I don't think anyone's worried long term. It's just a matter of him coming back too soon. And Brinson, you mentioned it either yesterday or earlier in the week that if the Cardinals were not where they are and they were in the thick of this thing that we might have seen Kyler Murray sooner. So, but luckily they have a backup they trust in Colt McCoy, who I believe went two and one in his three starts. And now they're on their bye. They'll get Kyler back and they'll be fine. Whereas Russ had to be rushed back out there because they didn't play well early. Geno Smith struggled after that first game where he came in and almost led them to victory and didn't. And then that's why they're now three and eight. You're and what does hindsight say now? It says, hey, you could have played Geno Smith these three weeks, let Russell Wilson's hand recover, and you would have been three and eight anyway. Maybe Geno actually wins one of these past three games. Uh, so, it, you know, I just think Russell rushed back, and, you know, now their season's down the toilet. So here, here's the thing. Uh, even if, let's let's say your your um, theory plays out there, Breach, and Geno plays, and they win the game, and now they're four and seven. Does it matter? I think it matters if they're four and seven with uh, Russell Wilson, who just had an extra month to heal coming in for the end of the season. Because right. then I think it makes it, you know, I, nine and eight becomes possible with a 100% healthy Russell Wilson. So, well, we don't know if he's going to be 100% because his fingers still look pretty terrible on Monday night. Jen Silvis in the chat asked, do they shut Russ down now that the season, I mean, the season's over. We can say what you want to say. They can win out and go nine and eight, but let's be real. See, yeah, season is probably over. I mean, they could win out. Yes, they could win out. Um, I don't think they'll shut Russ down because of the chances that they could win out are still there. I don't think yet. he would let them shut him down. Yeah, correct. Exactly. That's that was <laughs> he if they shut Russ down, he would he would demand a trade. He would quit the team on the spot. He would he would say, trade me this offseason. I'm out. What if they threaten to trade him to Pittsburgh? Then I bet he'll just sit down and be very quiet. What? He's like, we're gonna trade you to Pittsburgh? He's like, Yeah, see ya. Are you trying, are you trying to will that into existence, Ryan? Yes. Pittsburgh's a, Pittsburgh's a playoff team with Russ. I guess I got I got a lot of feelings about that. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you something else. Uh, actually, we can keep on with the Seahawks. I have a, a a football team question when we get there. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, they, they're not going to shut them down. But this team, the problem with this team, frankly, comes back. It's not, you know, it's not really, it's not so much about, you know, Russ getting hurt. It's they haven't drafted well in years. No. Their drafts have been a disaster. They trade away all their picks and they haven't selected a bunch of high quality players. You look, I mean, you go up and down their roster and you really start to see a picture of a team that is, in terms of what I called the other day, ascending assets. In other words, like I'm not going to call Jamal Adams an ascending asset. Cost too much. He costs too much. You traded first round picks for him. They don't have. So sorry to interrupt you, but I'm Debo has this up on the uh, if you're watching on YouTube the recent drafts. So they didn't have a first round pick because of Jay, Jamal uh, Adams in 2021. Jordan Brooks was a surprise first rounder. There's some late buzz that he might go in first round. I think he's been okay. Uh, Daryl Taylor's actually played relatively well. He leads the team in sacks, so that's good. But LJ Collier in 2019 was a huge shock as an edge rusher. He's not really an edge guy, and he doesn't even play now. And then before that, Rashad Penny went in the first round as a running back, and everyone was like, "What? What are you doing?" Rashad Penny can't even. I don't know if he's healthy now, but when he is healthy, he can't even get on the field. So to your point, Brinson, there have been a lot of. Rashad Benny's is going to be cut this offseason, almost certainly. Scroll down to uh, 2018. That was Penny, right? Did he say play? Yeah, Penny yeah. in the first round. And I'm trying to think. I Rashad mean, Green, who scored the two-point conversion. So that 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 worked out. But he, he actually um, – Will Disley, who I don't think is any longer with the team. Shaq Griffin. He, he called a pass tonight. Oh, Disley did. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there are some players on the on that – I mean, Michael Dixon's been a nice, really good punter. There's some players in that 2018 draft, but like for the most part, it's just the Seahawks have whiffed on they these. They traded up picks. to get Michael Dixon. They Imagine did. that. They selected. Here's the thing: you have to hit on every first round pick, and th- there's no exceptions. And you look across the, the NFL, really good teams, and I mean, I'll just say it: the Steelers always hit on first round picks. The Patriots. I think they were shot Benny over Nick Chubb. Yeah, I I'm mean, sorry. I- That's. I, but what were the other non-running backs that went in between those two guys? That's Lamar I Jackson? Well, I don't know if you need Lamar, but what else? Darius Leonard. Yes, I mean, that there. Will Boom. Hernandez, Austin Corbett, Braden Smith. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the Rashad Penny pick was one that people were like, what the hell was going on when it happened? Yeah. You know, that was like, that That got questioned right away. Yes, it, it was. it was a weird pick. They had, I mean, they just haven't drafted very well. And they didn't replace their defense. No, that was a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, they, they simply haven't drafted very well. Yeah. As Molly points out, we don't like to talk about the, the penny pick. I mean, a penny for your thoughts. Rashad Penny is flash. He just go. hadn't stayed healthy, but they didn't need to draft a running back in the first round. No. There. Doesn't matter if he's flash they, or not. They, I, I mean, I think the, mostly what happened is, they they win the Super Bowl, they go back to the next Super Bowl, and then the Legion of Boom starts to sort of fall apart. And they haven't adjusted to what a more modern style of football, allowing Russ to be Russ. One of the issues, sorry to interrupt, is that when these quarterbacks come off their rookie to, deals. Sorry for interrupting. Just interrupt. When these, these quarterbacks come off their rookie deals, then you have to start reallocating money much uh, in a much smarter way. And we've seen that happen around the league. It's not just their fault. But Russ was on that rookie deal when he I, I joked earlier in the pre-show about throwing an interception in the end zone. And then you guys start paying them, and you can't pay other guys. And I think that's why the defense fell apart. And that's, you know, that in addition to not making great early-round picks has them in their current situation. 
Yeah, I mean, they simply they didn't reboot their defense. And they, so you can't be this team that operates uh, like like you're the Legion of Boom with Rush and Marshawn Lentz when you don't really have a run game, you don't have a great offensive line, and you also don't have a defense. It's just a problem. Other yeah, than that, you you got to have something, yeah. I mean, they have just have Russ. And now Russ is very clearly off his game because, as we've talked about on this podcast and told people, and if you should have been fading the Seahawks the last three weeks, Russ, he's you can tell the ball, the ball is not coming off of his hands. He's He doesn't have the accuracy. He doesn't have the ball placement that he's had his entire career. This is a major injury. Brady Quinn detailed it several several weeks in a row on this pod. And it's clearly affecting him. He's not healthy. And we don't know. Now, it's probably going to, at some point, click. But it's probably going to be too late in the season for it to matter. It's already too late in the season. Yeah, Correct. it's way too late. Seahawks rushed for 34 yards. That was their third lowest total in Russell Wilson's career, which started in 2012. But, like, the offense is, is a problem. But the defense is a bigger problem because of how they want to play football. You can't, you can't, yeah. But if the offense is clicking, then the defense can be a problem. But the offense is not doing anything because I I contend that every defense is bad this year. Like, there's no defense that you're like, all right, they're going to shut down whoever you're playing if they're playing a good team. Yeah, there's just generally not elite defenses anymore. Yeah, who's the the best? Pats, maybe. Right. I mean, and they're They're not shutting you down. They're bend but don't break classic pass defense. Um, yeah, Russ is Russ is Russ is like in his own head right now with how he's. Like how he's throwing the football. I mean, he's you know he wasn't running like he wasn't he wasn't doing instinctual stuff that he normally does. He had two carries for 16 yards, and that was one of those. And then one of them, he's like diving across for a first down onto his busted hand. Um, and by the way, he, that, he got desperate because that was their first first down in the second half after they went three and out five straight times. Yeah. And that two sixteen that led the team in rushing. Terrible. Do and you think- mentioned you mentioned his passing yards at two forty seven. Eighty six of those came on. The final drive. So before that final drive started, he only had one sixty-one. That's not good. This is an interesting thought from Mark Humes in the um, in the chat. The Seahawks need to offer to trade Russ to get back assets. Offering to the Eagles for Hurts and picks probably a win for both teams. Debo, would you do that deal? What kind of picks are we talking? Three first rounders. Nope. <laughs> two first rounders. Yeah. Nope. Two first rounders and Jalen Hurts. No. Brinson, would you do two first rounders? The two bottom first rounders. I think we're like ninth and 15th. Ninth, 15th. For Russ? And Jalen Hurts for Russ. Russ is 33. Happy birthday, Russ. That was his birthday. He Monday was his birthday. Not a good birthday. Would you do that, Breach? Ninth, 15th, and Jalen Hurts for Russ Wilson if you're the Eagles? I would give up a first round pick in 2022 and one in 2023. I wouldn't give up both this year. What about that, Debo? The 15th pick in 2022. Two and then a first rounder in 2023. I can get behind that. Okay. Because yeah. at least you can think, hey, we'll be good in 2022. Hopefully that 2023 pick will be way in the back because we'll make the playoffs and then you don't feel as bad giving it up. Actually, I've been thinking about this a lot because every week I do these, these mock drafts. If you draft a quarterback and you're a terrible football team, every other pick after that and every pick at free agency should be the offensive line. We sort of talked about that last thing. You have to have an offensive line. So the Eagles' offensive line actually isn't terrible. But if they felt like it needed to be improved, I would trade for Russ and you see two of the first rounders and first round picks. I mean, an offensive lineman, wherever you go, you need to have offensive lineman because without it, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. I think the bigger question is what, what is going to happen with Pete Carroll? Because if Russell yep. Wilson's leaving, 
again, he's 70 years old and Notre Dame. You know, well, he's not you don't want to rebuild at 70. Well, I but I I think that this offseason so Pete Carroll went out and got and John Schneider got uh, Shane Waldron is the new OC. Yeah. But Pete Carroll basically is not unless Shane Waldron is this is his doing. <laughs> right? I mean like I mean maybe it's you know maybe everything he said they're still not going for it on fourth down. They're still conservative. You're losing on those plays. Those plays are costing you field position, possessions, and ultimately games. So I don't. I've know. I've been a I've long been a Pete Carroll defender, but it is hard to defend him right now because of how they're what they're doing on offense. Like he brought in a new offensive coordinator who said they were going to run tempo, and they just they don't do it. They're the only team in the NFL, I believe, with two games or less of sixty plays or less. In other words, they just don't, you're not getting, like, you are not getting plays for Russell Wilson. And a lot of those plays are runs on first down with Alex Collins and a, and everyone knows you're doing it. So the problem, though, is that Jody Allen is the owner. And we don't, you know, the late Paul Allen's wife. We, we don't, sister. Know. We, we don't know. Sister. 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 Sorry. That's right. My bad. Um, I was thinking, I got an ownership thing confused. We just don't know how she would handle Russ going, coming to ownership, because that's what you'd have to do, I think, and saying, because I don't think you can go to John Schneider and say it's either me or Pete. I think you have to go to ownership and say it's either me or Pete, or me and me or Pete and John. I, I don't know how this would all play out, but I, I think ultimately that if you have a newish owner like that, they would tend to side with the people that they work closely with in the structural organization part of, of the football. Like they're going to probably side with the front office, right? And say, what do we, what do we do here? And the front office is going to be like, well, you should definitely fire us. So, I mean, it feels like a Russell Wilson trade is coming. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, well, it's funny because look, you're the owner. The owner is going to have final say whether, Russell Wilson gets traded. John Schneider can work out a deal, but that's something where the owner is going to have to green light it. And they're going to have to say, okay, yeah, you can pull the trigger on that and get rid of our star player. And we don't know anything about her as far as, you know, what she wants from the team besides obviously, you know, you want to win Super Bowl. Maybe she doesn't want Pete Carroll there anymore. Like we literally have no idea. And so that definitely adds a mystery element to. Let me ask you this, Brenton and or breach. If she says to Pete, listen, I want you to stay around, but you you have to start going for it on fourth down. You have to change the way fundamentally that you coach in these conservative situations. What's P, if you're Pete Carroll? What are you saying? As a seventy year old who's had a lot I, of success, I don't, think that, I don't think she's no. But just for for the sake of argument, that's what she says to him. What is Pete Carroll saying? I mean, I think you're like uh, all, all due respect, Jody. <laughs> um, I won a Super Bowl and a national, multiple national championships. I think that's right. I think I'm. I think I'll do the play calling and the decision making. I think here. you're. I think you're exactly right. And then, and then that's where you would have been the she fires. She fires. Right. Or breach, breach notes. He just moon walks out of the room and he goes on to whatever he's got next lined up. I mean, I feel like Pete has a t- a lot of power in Seattle still, even with the way he's coaching. You but say why, that, but why? Because he's been there forever and he won a Super Bowl. Like, what, he, why? What is he doing to lose power? People are talking about firing Mike Tomlin. I don't think Pete Carroll's untouched. Who's talking about firing Mike Tomlin? Oh, Steelers fans are talking about that every week. No, 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 fans don't matter. I mean, fans matter, obviously. I know what we mean. Like, fans don't matter. Fans don't matter when it comes to 
like what happens podcast in the organization. For the fans, my God. If the yeah. fans you matter. Know, we, need to, we need to clip it. Clip it saying, clip Brinson it, saying fans don't matter. Go if heels. The, <laughs> go heels. If the fans mattered, how about the hell up Friday night, maybe? Go Tar Heels. <laughs> if the fans mattered, then the Detroit Lions would be good. But they're not. Well, they fired Jim Caldwell, who, as you might have heard, went 97 back-to-back years and got fired. All right. Can I just That's- note that a lot of Pete on a first-name basis was used in that conversation? Just want to bring that up. Thank you. Yeah, take that, Brenton. Well, hold on. The rules change when it's someone who has two first names. So right. like, Thank if, you, if you if you have a first name as a last name, then it, it that is often you How use their first name. How many carols do you know? I, Actually, uh, the, the Seahawks. Have you ever watched a Hallmark Christmas movie? Literally every character is named Carol. Christmas Carol? Exactly. It's her last name. And we don't want people to be confused about whether they're listening to a Hallmark Christmas Carol podcast or a football podcast. Also, it's Jody Carol Allen, so you know you don't want anybody <laughs> to be confused. Is it really? <laughs> that was believable. I was like desperately hoping there would be a Carol in the front office of the uh, the Seahawks, so we like we didn't want to get confused with Carol Carter, Vice P- VP of Human Resources for the Seahawks. Just saying, I don't want to take us away on this tangent. We should get to this break, but just wanted to note that. There's a Karen in the front office. By the way, do you know Archie Bunker's real name? Carol O'Connor. Do you know where Chargers coach Brandon Staley went to college? John Carroll. Or John, as you call it. That's true. All right. Let's take a break. (laughs) And when we come back, we'll talk about the team that actually won the game. The Washington football team. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Washington football team put themselves back in the conversation Mm. for the playoffs. Sort of. Not or, about even just the conversation. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, in the, they're the number yeah. seven seed right oh, They're the seven seed. Hello. There we go. They're four spots ahead of Devo's They are team. the conversation. Wow. I don't think I realized that. Obviously, didn't realize that. Knocked yeah. out your Minnesota Vikings. What a plot twist that is. And it's frankly, a plot twist because we that is one team we have not mentioned at all. We literally spent time last night, talking Sunday night, talking about which NFC team had the best chance of getting into that seven spot? Obviously, we mentioned the Vikings. We went down the list. We named the Eagles. We named the Falcons. We named the Saints. We even named the Panthers. We did not name Washington. And by the way, Breach, uh, they are five and two in the NFC, which is why they bumped the, the Vikings who were four. Uh, and, three. and what does that mean? They're zero and four against AFC teams. They're also three and zero coming out of their bye and. Ron Rivera, Rivera off the, the bye. Ron Rivera <laughs> off the bye. Ron Rivera is an Andy Reid disciple. There you go. Um, they they so coming into the bye, they held the Packers to 24 points. Remember, they had the worst passing defense in all football. 
and they weren't great on, on Monday night. They gave up some big passes. Shout out to the offense for carrying them. But uh, 24 points to the Packers, 17 points to the Broncos, 19 points to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 21 to Carolina on the road in a massive game that you know, everyone was pumped up for. And then, of course, they held the Seahawks to 15. They're not a pretty. They're not a pretty team. This is very much a Ron Rivera sort of squad that is is overachieving with the defense coming together. I think the defense is just it's playing better now. It's weird because Chase Young is hurt. Can't play um, worse. But I mean, yeah, they, you can't play worse. But the defense is, is is improved over the last month and a half, and we we see this with teams sometimes where yeah. you know the defense takes a little while to come together. Washington uh, has the Raiders up next at the Raiders on Sunday, and then Dallas at Philly, at Dallas, Philly at New York. All due respect to Mike McCarthy, to Jalen Hurts, to Nick Sirianni. Those are winnable games. This actually works out well for me because I had Washington winning the division (laughs) back in August. I got a bet on it. Let's go get it. So uh, let me put this out there, and then I want to hear your Mike McCarthy rumor, which I haven't heard yet about him being in the hot seat. Would you rather have so Washington replaced Minnesota as the seventh team? Minnesota's now eighth. Would you rather have Taylor Heineke or Kirk Cousins to play out the rest of your season to get you to the playoffs? Mm. I think Kirk Cousins, but Taylor Heineke's playing well. Breach. I think Kirk Cousins is more talented and more polished, but I know what my ceiling is with Kirk Cousins. We almost saw Taylor Heineke just go out and beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. He was the only one that even played well against them. Uh, He beat them. Uh, He's a wild card. And so I think you at least have a chance at a win in the playoffs with Heineke. I I don't think you have with Cousins just because Cousins is what he is. Mystery says you don't have. I'm with you. I'm with Heineke. Because if nothing else... Heineke can go crazy one day and just go off. Also, Heineke, you can't tackle him behind the line of scrimmage, apparently. He's incredibly elusive, whereas Kirk Cousins is just asking to get hit and sacked, and, and that seems to be and make bad plays down the stretch. What do we Washington got here? has leapfrogged the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Good boy, Debo. Nine to, nine to one is kind of interesting with that with two games, because you're two games back of Dallas. What do you like better, nine to one or 14 to one with Debo's Eagles? Um, I like nine to one with the team. That <laughs> that's first, in second place. place. Yeah. But they the have, Eagles have their bye. Oh, no, 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 that's right. No, they're another game in MetLife Stadium gets the Jets and then they're bye. I think I would rather have Washington because the Eagles only have one game remaining against the Cowboys. They lost the first one at Dallas. And if, if you're trying to catch Dallas, you know, you even though they're a better theoretically a better team, you need the games against Dallas because you you you're, you can guarantee yourself a full game in the standings by beating the Cowboys. Well, and the ugly part for the Eagles, they don't really have any margin for error, at least when it comes to winning the division, because they're zero and two in the division right now. Right. So if you lose just one of those last four, you're three and three, best case scenario, and that just puts you on the outside looking in as far as all those tiebreakers go. Whereas you have Washington and the Cowboys, who are both undefeated in the division right now. You know, if Washington, man, Washington went four and two in the division last year. They're one and oh this year. You have five straight games to close the season. And I mean three on the road. 
if but if you go four and one there, you feel pretty good about your chances of winning the division. Just I mean, forget you the Raiders. Four and one in your final five division games. Yeah, you feel pretty. Well, they they five and two in the division. They're five and two in their last seven division games. If the if the if the if Washington closes six and zero, oh, there's a path to there's the playoffs. <laughs> Nobody's is, saying uh, that. What is the Mike McCarthy angle that you have? Oh, so did you see what? Um, uh, let's see. Did you see what? Uh, you got COVID. I know that. Yeah, so he's got COVID. So he's not coaching on Thursday. Did you see what he called uh, Dan Quinn when he spoke with USA Today? What? Have, you, have you not seen this? this, is, this I thought you tweeted, but I just he wouldn't call him the interim coach, right? Yeah, it was like, this is uh, uh, from Jory Epstein of USA Today, who covers the Cowboys there. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. This is what Mike McCarthy confirmed to USA Today. Dan Quinn will be, quote, the point person for the decision-making process, end quote. <laughs> what do we do? He won't call him the interim coach. And so I went back and listened to his interview on 105.3 The Fan from Monday morning. And he is so, one, he's very sullen and not. Did he not, have COVID? Did we know he had COVID Monday morning? By that time when you heard the interview or not yet? No, here's the thing is we did. It was actually reported Sunday, and for some yeah. reason, because football was it happening, it just radar. blew over. It, 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 he was put on the COVID list on Sunday, and it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't come out okay. until today. So what did he say? So, and he, it was weird. They they sort of didn't talk about it a ton, and they didn't talk about Dan. Like they, I, I, I don't think it was with the uh, Shannon RJ show. I don't think they asked him who would be calling the plays. I, I may have missed that part of the interview, but like the whole, they were prepped. They're like, like, how? What do you do? Like self evaluation here. You know, you know. Do you have to look? Do, like these questions that are, are you wouldn't ask to a seven and four head coach who's in first place in the division. It felt it was very Is he like, like a Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett situation. That's his concern. Some people think that will happen with Kellen Moore, but the other oh, thing well, is, yeah. and I was like, I was like, they're like, you know, you lost, they've lost three or four, and the three losses have been ugly. Raiders at home on Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Chiefs held them to what, nine points? And, oh, they, and I'm dumb. Everybody but McCarthy was put on Sunday. McCarthy was today. Okay. So they had they had four guys put on yesterday. Terrence Steele, the right tackle, was one of them. Uh, Philbin and a couple other assistant coaches. Oh, and McCarthy too. was today. Right. Just, yeah. Just to clarify. And so they lost three or four. I think I think there must be some heat being turned up. And the reason why you don't tell, call Dan Quinn interim head coach is that that team goes out and dominates with Dan Quinn. People are gonna be like, "Whoa, should is the wrong?" They're gonna guy say that him? anyway. Doesn't it's, matter. It's what weird he, that he didn't call him the interim head coach. That is weird, but it doesn't matter. You can call him, you know, you're you call him Uncle Rico if you want. If he wins fifty five to nothing, you're still like, "Hey, maybe this or guy." You can just say, yeah, you can call him Captain Farts. He could have just said, football team "Hey, he Dan Quinn's Dan's gonna be coaching the team this week." Like he doesn't even have to put a label on it. Just calling him the point man is just weird. It's like you're going it, out of your way to not put like ideas in Jerry Jones's head that you need to be replaced. He's the point person for the decision making process. And then it was like, but but Mike McCarthy, I think it was like Mike McCarthy will be on Zoom calls up until the second the football is kicked off. It's like, what are you doing? What are we talking about? Although here? all last year I was wondering if Mike McCarthy was in the hot seat, and then Jerry Jones kept had had to keep answering questions about how he's going to be back next year. Next year being this year, of course, and they did better with Dak Prescott, not surprisingly. But I've never been sold on Mike McCarthy as as an answer, even after he spent the year, you know, walking the earth looking for football analytics. Is he spent the weekend at PFF? <laughs> well, and 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 the thing about this Thursday game is that you have Dan Quinn, a defensive mind, so he is not even going to pay an iota of attention. He's like, Kellen, 
Killamore, just do whatever you want, man. Call your game. Yeah. You, I'm not going to be like looking over your shoulder. That's I'm not concern. Mike McCarthy. And so if the Cowboys go out and put up 40 points with McCarthy out, that yeah, definitely that's where you fire, get a little worried. Kissing Susie Colbert again, and we need we need the like you know because it used to be like Jason Garrett would pop in and be like, "Hey Jerry, right, right." This good? is where uh, no, Wade, Wade Phillips up again. Yeah, where Wade Phillips got Jason Garrett. We're going to see uh, McCarthy get moored. I, I mean. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, the the point person thing threw me off. I was like, what? Why did he call him a point person? He's just the coach. He's just coaching. He's your defensive coordinator. Now he's the interim head coach. He's coaching the team. There's so many. So, and, and here's the thing: if the Cowboys were to, and I don't think the Cowboys will miss the playoffs, right? Good Lord, no, that would be something. That would be something. I mean, the Cowboys were to lose the division three weeks ago. It was impossible. They're going to miss the playoffs. And now it's at least plausible. It's unlikely. What is a plausible percentage wise? What does that mean? Uh, 12. I would have said 1.1% three weeks ago before this three out of four losses started. Now I'd up that to about 12%. Is there a higher or lower than 12% chance that Debo's Eagles make the playoffs as the 11th seed right now? Ooh, I would say that's about what the Eagles' percentage is. All right, so there you go, Debo. So uh, odds. This is not include Monday Night Football, so that that'll that'll it'll change. But they were ninety four percent, ninety four point four percent. But they were definitely ninety nine percent four weeks ago. Oh, so they're still ninety four. Yeah, I mean they're okay. still in really good shape. Eighty eight percent to win the division. Again, this is before the the Washington game um, on Monday Night Football. Just looking at Football Outsiders. Uh, my whole point is just that if Mike McCarthy. If the Cowboys somehow miss the don't win the division, Mike McCarthy will be on the hot seat. Or, or, or you know, or or if somebody tries to hire Kellen Moore to be their head coach, Mike McCarthy may lose his job at the expense of Kellen Moore. Because I don't think Jerry Jones will let Kellen Moore walk out the door. Well, he has a track record of not letting that happen for sure. Correct. So um Washington, interesting team. JD McKissick got back hurt. Antonio uh, Gibson looked look good in this game. Because it was seen walking around in the locker room after the game for what that's, that's worth. That's good. Um, Terry McLaurin, they, they didn't use the passing game a whole lot here, but scrappy. Their defense is coming on. Scrappy offense. Potential problem if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Washington Correct. ran the ball 43 times. The Seahawks only had 43 total plays in the entire game. Like That's how bonkers this whole thing was. Washington, time possession, was over 41 minutes. It was, by the way, this final score should have been 24 to seven. They blocked the extra point, ran it back, which has only been the second time in history, I believe breach. And then they had that, that late drive after the, uh, the touchdown was overturned that made it 17, nine. Yeah. And Joey Sly got injured on that blocked PAT that got returned by the Seahawks. And because of that, they couldn't kick a field goal down late in the fourth quarter that would have iced the game. So instead they had to go for it. They don't score because that touchdown gets overturned on the goal line. And that's how you set up a Russell Wilson almost super comeback. By the way, Joey Sly blew, blew a tire trying to run down that Rasheen Green return. Mm-hmm. That That is all on the kicker, I would guess. Breach, there's no reason for an extra point to be that low where it hits the guy in the in the stomach, basically. what What's your take on the why? Yeah, the I mean, they're, you, unless the Seahawks guy got so much penetration that – so it's either on the, the – yeah, the Seahawks guy who – penetrates the line and walks the kick, Brenton. He was making fun of the word. Get a tiny package. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, accidentally like fire up more like sexual innuendo than John Breach. <laughs> Princeton's trying. I saw it. I saw his fourth grade giggle. Um, anyway, go ahead. With the so it was either Sly's fault or that lineman's fault that let the guy through who blocked the kick. So, you know, you have to go back and watch the film. But it was one of them too. But even if that happens, you shouldn't have a PAT blocked. And also, I'm just shocked that Washington did not have another player on their roster who could kick a 21 yard field goal. I mean, the that, uh, punter Tressway was one of six on field goal attempts in his career. Somebody in the, uh, I think it was Clarence in the chat said that there is no path for the Cowboys to miss the playoffs, by the way. They have three straight road games coming up. Well, I said last year there, there was a path to nine wins. So there's there's <laughs> a pathway is not the best thing for. Oh, there it is. Pathway is not the best word to use three, for the Cowboys. Three straight road games in Washington at home, Arizona at home, and then at Philly. You just said the odds are 94%. Football outsiders or somewhere else, Stephen? Football outsiders. Probably 91% now that the Washington one. I don't think. Nah, it won't be. I don't, it won't drop that okay. much. Just saying. Clarence hating on football outsiders, saying there's no, it's a 0% chance. I mean, the Cowboys need to go to and. Well, we just said they're better off without Mike McCarthy, so they have a really good chance of winning this next game. And then after that, they just need one more game, according to your math, right? I mean, they basically do, because Washington's five. If if the Cowboys go three and three, they're in. That's that's what it comes down to. (laughs) Yes, if the Cowboys go three and three, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, probably, more than likely. Yeah, 10 wins gets you in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. That's a recap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. As always, we appreciate y'all. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.